Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. Yes, I have been away for a few weeks because, as you already know, I have finally moved. I am now in the lovely, quiet, and peaceful, not really peaceful, but, you know, where I am right now, Raleigh, North Carolina. I ended up moving at the beginning of the year, and I've just basically been settling in a lot in these past couple of weeks, and... uh, Pretty much just getting my life together in terms of getting my items, my furniture, growing my business, finding out what else that I want to do, what else that I'm trying to strive for. And it's been challenging. It really has been because what happens is whenever we work so much, we tend to put, and maybe you can relate to this too, we tend to put so much pressure on ourselves for us to be more than what we are right now. And we forget to understand that it's the whole saying of it's not a sprint, it's a marathon and things take time. You got to water your plant or water your tree, whatever the saying is, let it grow, let the roots grow. Only then, you know, will you be able to grow into this masterpiece. And one of my biggest flaws is the fact that I get so impatient with myself that I end up doubting myself a lot in many, many cases I know, right? Like me talking so positively, especially on Instagram and TikTok and whatever. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, sometimes I have to relax. Sometimes I have to just put myself in a mindset where it's like, listen, what I'm doing, I'm growing. And when I'm growing, things take time. And as long as it's not just running on a wheel or like a speck on a wheel that keeps turning and turning and turning. I'm not that hamster on a wheel that is not going anywhere. I am seeing some growth, especially with my business and especially with other things that I want to do. Now, when it comes to podcasting, I realized that what I've been doing literally for the past couple of years, few years since I started this podcast, has been a hobby. And I really want to take it a point of myself to actually start monetizing the podcast and start bringing myself out there to you guys and putting myself out and give you more content and not do anything where I have to disappear again and then all of a sudden you don't hear from me for the past week, week and a half, two weeks. So what I'm deciding to do, it's not confirmed yet. Now that I live by myself and I'm in a good studio, I hope the sound quality is good for you guys to hear and nothing is like overmodulated or so noisy or whatever the case may be. What I'm deciding to do is I'm going to do shorter episodes so that way I can release them on a basically two to three times a week. So whatever news pops up that's newsworthy for me to talk about, for me to rant about or talk about or for me to reflect on, you will get them two to three times out of the week. Now, there will be shorter episodes, so maybe around 10 minutes long. This is probably the last time we're going to do a full 30, 40-minute podcast, but 
I'm going to release them that are going to be around five to 10 minutes. And then what I'm also going to do is I'm going to start putting myself out there to go on TikTok because I want to go on video as well. And I don't have the necessary equipment where I can put it on YouTube and then distribute it and then, you know, everything else in just audio. So I think starting next week or maybe this week, depending on something grand, something major happens, I am going to do TikTok live of the podcast. So you're going to be getting the normal audio recording and you get to see me if you don't want to hear me and you'd rather see me in person or you want to maybe, it is your way for engagement as well. If you want to maybe counteract against anything that I say, if you want to have a live conversation with me, I think that's one of the best ways to do it. Now, is it going to be sustainable for long? I don't know, but it's something that I want to try And it's something that I'm actually excited about because I want to see how I can push myself more in terms of doing what I enjoy doing, which is podcasting. Also, also, there is a chance that I could be creating something and I I don't want to spoil it yet because I want to get the ins and outs a little bit first, but it has a lot to do with basically digital products, so to speak. Now, I don't want to say anything else after that because what I'm going to create or what I'm going to build for you, for the fans, for the comic book lovers, or even the comic book haters, the MCU MCU haters, whatever the case may be, you want it, you got it, it is what it is. Now that we stop beating around the bush, let's get right into what we're going to talk about today. These past few weeks has been nothing but just straight up disappointment, especially with recently Echo, the the one that debuted last week, and Marvel's What If, the show that the anthology series that happened around Christmas time, right before the New Year's, I watched it, and I really don't want to harper too much about this. I really, really don't. It's, It's one of those things where it's like, you watch the show, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, it's an anthology series. So if it's about Marvel's what if, what if Hela was in Thor's place? Or what if, you know, Iron Man didn't make it through Earth when he set off the bombs to destroy the Chitari? Or what if, you know, we got this new Native American hero? Or what if Captain Carter, which is another thing that I want to dive into, is just freaking insane... It seems very likely to me, and maybe you can agree with this too, Marvel's What If has become Captain Carter Season 2. Because for the second time, they pretty much established her as the main protagonist. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if you're going to do that, you might as well make it a Captain Carter animated series. If if the writers and the creators and whoever it is that is making the, the decisions going on behind the scenes, you have to make it a point to yourself that if you're making an anthology series, just let it be that. Don't let it be another multiverse theory, not theory, series. Don't let it be another crossover, you know, everyone coming together because we've seen that so many times already. And if you haven't checked the room these past few years, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of sick of the multiverse thing right now. I really am. I am. And I think that's why Marvel Spotlight had to be made in order for people to focus on 
individual characters and their storylines. Very similar to Marvel's Netflix. Very similar to all of the other movies that we've been getting from phases 1 to 3 in Marvel. And what DC has been doing after the debacle and the train wreck, the train wreck with the Justice League, the Justice League storylines, we have to focus on individual things. And they keep coming back to the multiverse angle because it's so easy to do. To me, it's getting lazy. It's getting lazy, it's getting redundant, and we're just sick and tired of it. I am. I don't know about you. Maybe you are as well, but... Oh my goodness. If you haven't checked the show, obviously spoilers ahead, but the fact is, they made Doctor Strange the ultimate bad guy. Because he wants to bring back his world that he single-handedly destroyed in episode 4 of season 1. Okay, alright, yeah, we, we get that. Then he faces off against the, the people that are trying to stop him, the two heroes that are trying to stop him, Captain Carter and this new Native American hero, Kaori, Kaori, Kakori, whatever hell her name is. They band together and they're essentially gods at this point. She got rid of Killmonger with the Infinity Stones. They got rid of Thanos with the Infinity Stones so easily. There were so many things that you could do. And yet, it just felt... First of all, it felt rushed. Everything was all over the place. I couldn't even keep track of all of the different heroes that I wanted to see. And the uh, there was one point that I saw Thor as a son of Odin. And there was one point where I saw uh, Hela... Commanding the zombie of the dead. That would have been freaking cool. Can you imagine an invasion? Hela being the goddess of death. Controlling the army of the dead. We only got a glimpse of that. We didn't get to see more of that. And then I thought to myself. Okay. Why Captain Carter of all heroes. For you to make the main protagonist. To face off against Doctor Strange. Why? I said this on my TikTok video literally a few days ago, and I want to establish this and, you know, basically just focus on this concept. When you have a protagonist, I'm sorry, excuse me, let me rephrase that. If you have an antagonist, if you have a villain, there is a moment in every storytelling where you have to have the protagonist go off against him or her. They are their opposite. They face off against their ideals. They con- they have contracting ideology. You know, uh, those type of things. It's storytelling basically 101. Every protagonist has to have an antagonist. The protagonist goes through their personal growth and they have an antagonist that challenges against them. The antagonist believes that what they're doing is the right thing. Even though what we see from the outside is wrong. In this case, we have Doctor Strange being wrong in terms of literally killing and using so many different Marvel characters in order to resurrect his world. So we see what he's doing is bad, but he believes he's doing what he must to bring up bring forth his world. Okay, I we know the motivation. We know the motivation. We know the idea. We see the character Going through this turmoil. Okay, I get that. But again, why 
Dr. Carter, Dr. Carter, Jesus, <laughs> flubbing my words already. Why Captain Carter? Why? Of all characters, why make her against Dr. Strange? And before you come at me and say, well, Garcia, you actually don't like it because Dr. Carter is, doc again, here I am with Dr. Carter. You know what? Imagine having Captain Carter as the new Doctor Strange. That'd be freaking hilarious. That would have been something interesting to see for Marvel's What If. <laughs> Why Captain Carter? Oh, oh, Garcia, you don't like Captain Carter? It's because she's a female and she's this and she's that and blah, blah, blah. No, because if you were to replace her with Captain America, I would still have the same question. Why this character? Why Captain America against Doctor Strange? I would have, it would have had much more credibility if it would have been, uh, I don't know, Loki, because he's a goddess of, uh, a goddess, a god of mischief, and he's essentially a sorcerer or a wizard for all of you D&D, &D, you know, heads out there. He would have been fine. Wanda would have been epic. You know, we got to see a little bit of that from Multiverse and Madness. Imagine we saw that where she uses her ultimate power against Doctor Strange. A powered-up mutant enhancer like Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, facing off against Doctor Strange. That would have been fucking epic. Hell, I probably would have been interested if Wong was a sidekick character, but have Wong face off against him. Hell, give me the Ancient One, something along those lines. Someone that has a connection to the antagonist so that way the story becomes grounded, it has weight, it has merit, and you have a reason in terms of believing why these two characters are going off against each other. Just simple good guy against big bad guy is not enough. There has to be a reason at this point. They're, they need to be two opposites of the same coin Batman Joker, Superman Lex Luthor, Spider-Man Green Goblin these are classic examples of what you need to do this is basic storytelling and I don't understand why, how you know what, you know what would have been very interesting and I came up with this the other day imagine Christine ooh, hold on there Imagine Christine as the new Sorcerer Supreme in her world. That instead of Doctor Strange going through the whole thing, uh, the, the man who lost his hands or the man that had his heart broken or lost or whatever. Imagine Christine. Imagine Christine going through the same trials and tribulations as Stephen Strange. And she becomes the new Sorcerer Supreme. Now imagine her as the protagonist. Imagine her, okay? Imagine her, and she's the only one that can get through to Doctor Strange. Now, Doctor Strange, Sup Sorcerer Supreme, Supreme Strange, he has a dilemma. Can he bring it upon himself to kill a variant, a version of his lost love while trying to bring back the previous one? Oh my goodness. Now that story has weight. Now that story has merit. Now... You actually care about the stakes of what this fight would actually begin or would actually have. But no, let's have Captain Carter because she's the fan favorite to some people who went through three different timelines. One that she was, she had the multiverse war, the multiverse battle against Ultron in season one. 
Then she had her situation where her story continued and it was Steve Rogers that became the new Winter Soldier. So that was interesting. I enjoyed that. But then you bring her to 1602 and then you bring her again at the end to face off against Doctor Strange with a Native American hero that no one knows. Do you see why this is a dilemma? Do you see why I, along with so many people, have problems with just understandable storytelling? I don't get it. I really don't get it. Overall, the show was not as good as the first one. There were only a couple of episodes where I actually cared about. It didn't nearly had enough impactful weight as episode 4 or episode 9 from the first season. It just didn't. I was thoroughly disappointed. And in a way, this actually is a perfect transition to this other disappointment, Echo. You know, with Echo, like, damn. I get it. They tried their best to make it a fraction of what it was with Marvel Netflix shows. But the fact that you teased us with Daredevil and he's only in one episode. And then you just do my boy Kingpin dirty. You just do him dirty. That is not the same Kingpin. I, for one thing, I give so major props to Vincent Donofrio, or Donofrio, however you want to pronounce his name. I give so much credit because he's doing his best. I'm sure he's looking at the script. He's like, what the fuck is this? What is this? And I get it. I get it. You know, as an actor, you can only do so much and you have to make the script your own. You have to make the storytelling your own. The whole thing about Echo was the fact that she is trying to essentially escape from her past and and break the shackles from Kingpin. But then she at one point she wants to be a queen pin. No one talks. <laughs> no one talks like that. There was literally one point in an episode where she's talking to an uncle or cousin or whatever the hell he is. And they're doing their sign language. And for one thing, I have to commend a lot of people, a lot of the actors for learning ASL and learning sign language. That was actually pretty cool. Like when I heard about that behind the scenes, I'll give credit to where credit is due. That was good, you know, because it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience to learn sign language. A lot of patience. I'm still trying to learn a few things myself, but that's neither here nor there. There was one point where they're arguing And he's telling her, what you're doing is you're causing more harm than good. You're going to bring trouble. I don't want trouble from New York to come over here. Uh, What you're doing, you're going to start a war. You know, sensical things that a rational human being is supposed to say to someone that is starting trouble. And then she comes out of nowhere and goes, the king is dead or I'm paraphrasing here. They had their king. Now it's time for a queen. Now it's time for a queen pin. And I'm thinking to myself, no one talks like that. <laughs> and I get what she's trying to do. She wants to... She, I, I get it. I get it. I get what they're trying to do. From her character perspective, she wants to break away from the kingpin. And she wants to be what he wasn't. Or she wants to succeed him. She wants to surpass him. But then at some point, because this is only five episodes, it was only five episodes. There was some point where, first of all, there was no character arc 
with her murdering people. Because if you remember, and a lot of people always forget this when it comes to female heroes. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. I don't care if you get triggered. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. There seems to be this ongoing trend to make female characters heroes when they've done wrong in their past. It happened with Wanda. It happened, sort of happened with Black Widow, but she got her redemption story somewhat. It happened with, uh, who else? Who else can we name? I don't know, off the top of my head. I, I really don't know. Uh, Captain Marvel. Fucking hell. She was responsible for a lot of people's deaths in the movie The Marvels. A lot of people don't want to talk about that. No, we can't have female characters as villains. That's a no-no. It's a wrong-wrong. No. If you're going to make her the villain, make her the villain. If you're going to give her a redemption arc, give her a redemption arc. At no point throughout the entire show where she actually has redeemed her character from being the killer that she was. Because remember, she was a hitman for the kingpin. She was his right-hand man or woman. She was his right-hand woman. But throughout the entire show, it was her connecting back to her excuse me, getting tongue-tied here, going back to her indigenous roots, reconnecting with her family, accepting her roots. A lot of these episodes had flashbacks to people that we don't even know. It was her ancestors. And then the final battle happened, the season finale happened, and through the power of glowing hands where she and female characters that were related to her, her cousin and her grandma, basically can beat everybody. And then she comes out and essentially forgives Kingpin. And she warms his heart and he's able to overcome through the entire trauma that is what made him what he was or what makes him what he is so as you can tell by my tone (laughs) i did not enjoy the show at all it started off strong don't get me wrong it started off strong the fight scene between her and daredevil i understand a lot of people like critical drinker and nerd rotic and mauler and you know the hardcore critics I understand that they didn't like it. I personally didn't really have much of a problem with it. I understood where they were coming from. But with the fact that the production is not nearly as top quality as Marvel Netflix, I took it what it was. I took it what it was. It it is what it is. You don't get Daredevil. Kingpin is underutilized. And once again, they have no redemption arc with her being a killer, but instead having her just accept herself in her past and whatever the case may be. This show had so much merit and it had a good story, decent story, but it was just executed very, very poorly. Now, earlier I talked about the whole female heroes thing and this goes back to the MCU and I'm going to make myself very, very clear, okay? There's a reason why I don't really talk much about the MCU angle, especially when it comes to my podcast. Because one, I don't want to piss anybody off, but it seems like I am trying to piss people off. It is what it is. Like, it's my show, it's my podcast, right? The thing is, when it comes to female heroes, right, I do not have a problem, and I'm going to make myself very, very clear. I do not have a problem with the MCU pushing females as the forefront. It's been going on since Captain Marvel started 
from 2019. I understand the concept of the MCU pisses a lot of people off. I don't have a problem with it as much as other people think they have. I really don't, okay? The more the merrier, okay? Representation, diversity, I understand it's important. But when you pander that so much, which is what the people did behind the scenes of this show, it comes across as annoying, okay? Now, to finish my thought with female heroes, once again, and I'm going to reiterate, I do not have a problem with them pushing female heroes as the forefront of the MCU. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is the simple fact that they do not know how to write female characters. Let me say that again. They do not know how to write female characters, or at least they don't know how to create good stories when it comes to these female characters. When an audience member like myself or like you listening to this or anybody else that wants to come out of the woodwork and say, oh, I actually like this character because of ABC. Is she relatable? What are her flaws? What are her trials and tribulations? What is she overcoming? Does she have internal conflict? Is there something that she needs to face off? What are her motivations? What are her intentions? Everything has to be boiled down to basic storytelling for us to for us to even give a shit about these characters. To say a female character, if if I ask you, if you ask anybody, and if I ask you, why should I care about this female character? And if your first instinct is to say indigenous representation, diversity, color. Gender. That is not enough. I... (laughs) I'm sorry, not sorry. That is not enough for me to give a shit about these characters. I feel like I need to rebrand the podcast called Marvel or MCU Character Analysis or something. Pointing out a person's gender or race is not enough for me to care. And the more you keep pandering that to the audience, the more they're going to disassociate themselves with your product. You don't believe me? Look at the numbers for Captain Marvel. I'm sorry, excuse me, because I made over a billion dollars. My bad, I'm sorry. Look at the numbers for the Marvels. Look at the numbers. It barely crossed $200 million worldwide. Aquaman 2 just crossed 300 million. Like, what are we doing here? She-Hulk is 32% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. 32%. 77% from the actual critics. When it was just 80%, what, last year? And then it dropped down. 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Tatiana Mazzolini or Maslani just came out and said there's most likely not going to be a She-Hulk 2 because they went over budget. $225 million. And then the rest of us are going, right, right. The budget, quote unquote, the budget is the main reason. No, absolutely not. I don't mean to... And again, 
I don't mean to be hateful. If it comes across as that, I, I do apologize. I don't hate these characters. I just don't give a shit because their stories are not enough for me to care. It's just not. And you may be different. And there are so, uh, so many other people that think differently. I get it. To each their own. But it's why a lot of people are literally saying all these things like the MCU, like superhero fatigue, like identity politics, and all this other stuff. I said it a few weeks ago. Not a few weeks ago, I'm sorry. Last month. I said last month that I truly believe that the Marvels, the Marvels, was the turning point of the MCU. I'm looking back on it now, and I think I was sadly mistaken. I think I'm sadly mistaken. Why? Simple. Because they're going to double down on the Young Avengers. They're going to double down on the Young Avengers. Who do we have for the characters so far for the Young Avengers? We got... What's her face? You know... Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan... We got Kate Bishop, and we got Cassie Lang. I hate Cassie Lang. The other two are fine. I enjoy the other two. But then who else do we have? Ironheart? Okay. Okay. Who else? America Chavez? Okay. Okay. I didn't care about them before in their movies. Why should I care about them now? Who else do we have? Scar? Hulk, the Hulk's son, who didn't even speak, and he looked like dog shit in the She-Hulk show. Okay, okay. Who else do we have? What other young Avenger do we have in the, in the horizon? Do you see the problem here? Like, do you see the problem? Out of all of those six characters that I just named, I care about maybe two of them. Miss Marvel and Kate Bishop. Because at least they actually had great storytelling for their shows and their respectable shows. Why the hell do I care about any anybody else? So, if there's a moral of the story, and if there's something for you to take away with all of this, storytelling, writing, is what counts. Have a better story for your characters for me to care. It's as simple as that. Storytelling 101. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being patient with me. As I stated earlier, I will be on TikTok Live and doing my version of a podcast on video live. So that way, if you want to tune in, it is TikTok slash Voice of Garcia, or you can look up Mike Garcia. I believe it's Mike Garcia. But if anything, Voice of Garcia, if you haven't followed me already. And don't forget, we drop every single week. Now it's going to be multiple times a week, shorter episodes, but we get to the point. I'd say maybe tomorrow or the very next day, I will, I will, <laughs> I'll probably do a top 10 because I didn't get to do it because I was busy, but I'll get to do a top 10 best to worst or top 12 best to worst content, comic book content of 2023 because maybe my list can reflect yours. 
And I would love to see if your list actually continues with mine. So that's going to be on TikTok, and I'm going to talk about that. And I'm I'm hopeful about this. I'm I feel good about this. I really do. I really do. As always, guys, when it comes to comic book news, games, shows, whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it, and you read about it, I talk about it controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. Whenever that next time is, I'll let you know. It is. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.